as you know, the Pope has proclaimed this, the year of St. Joseph, that we should intensify our devotion to St. Joseph and understand his role in the work of redemption chosen by God. We know a few statements enough for us in the Gospel about St. Joseph. We should meditate on them to get to know him because he's a part, indeed, he's a part of the mystery of salvation of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, there are many or several uh, writings, usually in the first century, that disfigure somehow the image of St. Joseph with erroneous interpretation. The first time that St. Joseph is mentioned in the Gospel, we see him as, as a man linked with a woman, sort of arrangement which now is not common. The betrothal was a formal agreement for marriage, but it was not marriage. It was a serious agreement. And he says, and Jacob, the father, when it's uh, talking about the genealogy of St. Joseph, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus is born, who is called Christ. Gospel of St. Matthew. So the Gospel of St. Matthew calls Joseph husband of Mary. Very brief. This is the introduction of the Gospel of St. Matthew. He is presented as descendant of David, therefore, a royal stock. But after so many years, uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, David is around the year 1000 before Christ, and now we are, so after 1000 years, you can imagine so many vicissitudes, and they were not rich or anything like that. In fact, St. Joseph is described as a carpenter or some kind of manual worker. So, yes, he descended from David, but no, he was not one of the ruling families by far. St. Luke, on the other hand, when he speaks of the census that the Romans organized, confirmed this of St. Matthew saying, Joseph, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now, for some time, as you well know, St. Joseph has been represented, unfortunately, as an old man, all through the influence of an apocryphal writing, the Proto-Gospel of St. James, in which he describes in a very colorful way, all erroneous, of course, and most unlikely to have happened, that our mother was all the time in the temple ever since she was a little girl, which is not more than likely. It was in, in Nazareth, the rest of the gospel confirms 
and, and later on people say, well, we know the mother here. They never mentioned that she has spent all her life in the temple, not at all. Well, this apocrypha, fake, therefore, escaped Mary all her life in, 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 in the temple of Jerusalem. And, and when she was 16, the, the, the priests of the temple gathered together to, to find a husband for her. And they make a contest, all the old people in Israel, widowers. And there were all of them there, no? or many of them, and widower, without wife, of course. And, uh, and, and they found Joseph, who was really old, with seven children or something like that. No? And then his, uh, his uh, staff uh, flourished with the, with the lily. That's why she, she sometimes is represented like that. Why? Because other parts of the gospel, the angel confirmed that Mary was a virgin. So this uh, tried to put together the two things. Well, the only way is that he was very old. As St. Joseph was a very old man. So they couldn't understand the virtue of charity, which is love, and, and, and chastity and purity, which is a consequence of that love. So Joseph did not, be to be, did not need to be very old in order to preserve his chastity and the purity of the woman entrusted to him by God because he was a holy man. That's why sometimes he's described as a just and saintly old man, Joseph. So we have to discard this from our system. But we have to dig into this. So they think that if we put together what happened afterward, God must have chosen Joseph, a young man. First, because being a very old man will not convince anyone that Mary is a virgin. The same suspicion will have arisen, whether he is single or he is married to a very old man. So how come you become pregnant, right? So no, St. Joseph for sure was a young man. In the vision of some saints, St. Joseph appears like... Uh, 30, 33 years old, which is most likely to be true. It's closest to the truth. He must have been specifically the saint, and Agreda says 33. 30 was the age in Israel in which a man becomes or can become a rabbi, that is a full blast Israelite teacher. So must have been something like that. But there is one more symptom is that St. Joseph had to make strong decisions, fast, strong decisions. Take Mary and the child and go to Egypt. That same night, take, you know, an old man, most likely he would have hesitated, you know, with so many attacks, with so many, uh, she would not have got up in the middle of the night and go to it. So, and then, go back to Israel, and he went. So, no. This tends to confirm to us these virtues require 
by St. Joseph, by his office. He was a young person. Another saint described him as young and comely. St. Bernardin says, one concludes that a male begins his prime life at the age of 35. So he says, it must have been 35 or so. So these are hunch. Saint Jose Maria Escriba, referring to this point, not without a sense of humor, he says, it is as if the condition for living holy purity is that one has to be old. This is what we, we had. But why was God putting together all this system of looking for a husband, telling Joseph that he has to protect our lady, that you have to accept your spouse. The gospel doesn't say your companion of your guardian, never. It always refers to him as spouse. And when Mary, when, when the child Jesus was lost in the temple, and, and, and she talks, to your father and I, my husband, okay? She always referred to Joseph as the husband. Okay. Why so? We were trying to find out. Because the child Jesus had to be born in the midst of the family, a small family, like that of Joseph and Mary. So you cannot imagine that it would be the same environment if Joseph was an old man with seven children running around, no? In full consonance with God's plan, no? Without a big fortune to rely on without many helpers to, to be helped. So this was God's plan. And uh, St. John Chrysostom points out reasons uh, to assume what we were saying. In the first place, he writes, he was he needed Joseph so that the royal descent of the Virgin Mary would be very clear. Okay? So you remember that all the prophets of the Old Testament have announced that Jesus, who is here talking to us, came from the family of David, the royal David thing, uh, lineage. So it was promised by God also, it describes that the love of God is not temporary. He was committed. God committed himself to David, a descendant of yours. And God does not, you know, jump out of his commitments. So how could this be possible? Well, there you have, as the gospel described, Joseph belonged to the line of David. The second place... John Chrysostom continues, Mary's honor would not have to suffer when she bore her child, nor would she incur punishment for the law. So, giving birth to a child without being, without being married would have been equivalent to incur in public disgrace. 
because people, you know, people at that time were very deep sense of community, community. It's not a chismes, as you can imagine. No, no, no. It was sense of community. She had to be the mother of God. What a pity is her name was soiled with or suspected of sin. That's why she needed to dispel any possible uh, malignant, uh, uh, wrong uh, doing. The third reason is, he says, that an older man, however good and well disposed he might be, would be unlikely to have the energy and enterprise needed for the difficult and hurried flight into Egypt. So, and there to begin a new life with no assets but his own work in the midst of foreign people, speaking a completely different language in a land surrounded by pagan customs. An old man could not have done that. And yet, the saint adds another reason, a fourth reason, is to conceal from the devil the birth of the Messiah. It's very supernatural reason, because in the eyes of men, remember, the devil can see everything, I mean, he, but, but he cannot get inside the mystery of the decisions of our heart, only if we allow him. Mary was betrothed to to Joseph, and they constitute a couple, a family. And he, it was a true marriage, and he loved her with his own heart. So that's why Joseph is told, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid of accepting Mary, your, and uses the Latin conjugem, that is your true wife. And they were the solemn. So that betrothal was, as I said, preparation for the real nuptials, the real marriage. Mary is called spouse because of this commitment. Let's invoke in this year, especially the protection of Joseph to protect the family, to protect marriages. So many begin to to be broken. Joseph loved our lady, not with brotherly love, but with true and pure conjugal love. It was so deep that any carnal relation was made totally superfluous. The carnal relationship solidified marriage and they are holy within marriage. But the love of Joseph was so intense that it did not need that help. So refined. And he was that witness of Our Lady's virginal purity. 
because she was a virgin before birth of Jesus, in the birth of Jesus, and after the birth of Jesus. And he became Jesus' custodian. He did not need to be of advanced age to live in complete chastity with his wife because of his pure love for the most marvelous creature that had ever existed. Joseph had a young heart and a young body when he married Mary, when he learned of the mystery of her divine motherhood, when he lived in her company, respecting the integrity God wished to give the world as one more sign that he would come to share the life of his creature. Saint Jose Maria Escribat writes, there we have the example in this year of St. Joseph. Let's see, we have so many things to learn from St. Joseph. Let's make use of his intercession. He's proclaimed the patron of the church. And it does not change with the devotion to Mary. St. Joseph leads us to Mary. And our mother